Hello, 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 it is me, it's me, the S-T-L-O-U-R-E. We're back again with another Top 10 Radio, the third part of our My Black History Month Quadrility. Don't know the word. Trilogy means three parts. What's the word for quad four episodes? I don't know. Quadrilogy, that's the word I'm looking for. I believe so. Uh, well, if it is not... It's the word I made up, and it's going to... Someone's going to enter that in an Urban Dictionary right about now. Quadrilogy. War episode. Trilogy. Alright. Move on to the serious parts. Alright. Um, first part. Dedicated to R&B and soul. Second part. Dedicated to the love of hip-hop and rap. And I realized with those first two episodes, only one woman was included in both parts feel pretty bad about that because there's nothing that shines brighter than a black girl magic am i right or am i right because so tonight today's episode is dedicated to the wondrous the gorgeous the other is words to describe black women and that is this episode is dedicated to those Glory, amazing, beautiful black women. So, 10 songs, got 10 songs by and for those great women. And I'm going to do some research on some great black women myself. And it's hard to just narrow down to 10 because there's far more than 10. But hey, going to talk about 10, 10 great women, 10 great songs. Uh, 10, 10, 10, black, 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 and other words to describe this episode those are the main two words i'm dumb i really <laughs> uh, so uh, of course yeah i do this show mainly by myself this is all by myself one man show here uh it's a lot it'll be a lot better if i had someone to talk to i'll sound less dumb um hope i uh, i will have some people join me eventually but for now I'm going to look and sound really dumb. All right. So let's go on with the first song. And so I can stop being so dumb. Um, this song is the essential song for this playlist. This is probably the first song that came to my mind when I created this. Um, the song was definitely a groundbreaking female empowerment anthem when it was released in the 1967. Uh, the song... For many of you who don't know, this is a cover song originally written by Mr. Soul. Probably, maybe that's his nickname. I don't know, but that's why I call him. That's the great Otis Redding. Um, so when this song was covered by Miss Aretha Franklin, whole new gotten whole new arrangements, some new lyrics. Um, about this song is about women. Hold, de- demanding the respect from her man. So, a big change from Otis's diff- um, version. Um, the song was uh, named number five on Rolling Stone Gra- Magazine's great 500 Great Songs of All Time. Uh, Aretha won two Grammys for the song for a Best R&B Song and Best R&B Song by a Female. Uh, God, they got rid of the separation there. Uh, the song was inducted in the Grammys Hall of Fame in 1987, and then also also was in in the Library of Congress's 
National Recording Registry. Um, so uh, let's get up, get up down to it, and let's get a little respect up in her. It's Miss Aretha Franklin, her cover of the of the song Respect. Let's go. I'm a big fan of sports. I I'm a big fan of uh, watching uh, football, basketball, baseball. Um, those are the main ones I do watch, though. Um, don't really go outside that bubble. So I was enjoyed to le- learn about um, sprinter Allison Phoenix. Um, she's a four-time Olympian who made history in 2019 by breaking the record for winning the most world championship gold medals. Um, the break break she. Broke uh, Usain Bolt's gold medal record at the World Track and Field Championships in 2019, just 10 months after undergoing an emergency C-section. Uh, so it was great. That's that's um, really impressive, especially to even have her little girl be able to watch that. Even I'm sure uh, that's a little one her age wasn't able to fully grasp what was happening uh, but anyone could have been proud to have to keep going past something that changes a woman's body and still be at the top of her game 
and to be a mother and to have all this happening all at once. I'm sure that's weird. That's really impressive. So this day right now for the first person I want to talk about is a really impressive Alice Phoenix. Uh, so the, but the next song I wish to play for you is uh, the song. The song I'd say is not only one of the best song rap songs I heard by a woman in a long time. It's just it's one of the best rap. My fav, one of my favorite rap songs of the 2010s. Uh, this is a the song is a response to this is what the artist said, Janae Janelle Monae. Uh, she said it's a response to me feeling the sting of the threats being made to me by my rights of being a woman. As a black woman and as a sexually liberated woman, even just as a daughter with parents who have been oppressed for many decades. Black women and those who have been the other and the marginalized in society, that's who I want to support. And that was more important than my discomfort in speaking out. This feeling like as a young black woman, my very existence felt less than the people in the position of power right now. And that regime, 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 <laughs> and feeling like my rights as a woman were being trampled on. Agency was constantly trying to be taken away. This song, I think, is completely badass. So fucking awesome. This song is one of, to me, one of the standout sat tracks from her last album, Dirty Computer. The song's called Django Jane. Like a wedding band, Wonderland, so my alias is Alice. And we gon' start a motherfucking pussy riot. Or we gon' have to put them on a pussy diet. Look at that, I guarantee I got them quiet. Look at that, I guarantee they all inspired. A Town made it out there. Straight out Kansas City, yeah, we made it out there. Celebrated, graduated, made it past fail. Sassy, classy, Kool Aid with the kale. Mama was a G, she was cleaning hotels. Papa was a driver, I was working retail. Kept us in the back of the store, we ain't hitting no more Boom, lit nigga, lit nigga Already got the Oscar for the costume Running down Grammys with the family Probably give a Tony to the homies Probably get an Emmy dedicated to the Highly melanated Arc Android orchestrated Yeah, we highly melanated Arc Android orchestrated Yeah, Gemini still jamming Box office numbers and they doing outstanding Running out of space in the damn bandwagon Remember when they used to say I look too mad Black girl magic, y'all can't stand it Y'all can't ban it, made out like a bandit They have been trying hard just to make us all vanish I suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet Jane Bond, never Jane Doe And I Jane Go, never Sambo Black and white, yeah, it's always been my camo It's looking like y'all gon' need some more ammo I cut them off, I cut them off, I cut them off like Van Gogh Now, damn right for the angle I got away with murder, no scandal <laughs> Cue the violins and violas We gave you life, we gave you birth We gave you God, we gave you earth We filmed the future, don't make it worse You want the world, well what's it worth? Emoticons Decepticons and Autobots 
who twist the plot, who shot the sheriff, then fled to Paris in the darkest hour, spoke truth to power, made a android out of your girlfriend, let's get caught downtown in the whirlwind, and paint the city pink, paint the city pink, and tuck the pearls in, just in case the world in, huh. and nigga down dog, nigga move back, take a seat, you are not involved, and hit the mute button, let the vagina have a monologue, mansplaining, I fold them like origami, What's the way, baby? This a tsunami for the culture. I kamikaze. I put my life on a lifeline. If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? Huh? Do anybody got it? Do anybody got it? I say anybody got it. gonna show off some of my idiocy right now um i do not understand quite what it means to be trans uh to those who who could teach me please tell me but like i just don't understand it if you are does that mean you identify as a different sex does that mean that you have the anatomy of the opposite sex this I do not know but I'm dumb so but I would like to talk about uh, Janet Mock um, who she won um, glad me award um, for her work in the television show po pose poise excuse me um, uh, She's probably one of the leading voices for transgender rights. Um, in the in poise, she became the first transgender woman of color to write and direct for television. She's also a New York Times best-selling author, working with uh, Netflix on, on series. Um, there's a lot I don't know about her, though. Um, I'm glad a person like this exists who is not only a voice for the black community or for, for the, and also for the trans community i don't yet again like i said <laughs> what really the definition of me being trans means trans means um i just in my head i uh it's i know if it's an issue of uh, uh identity and to me in my point of view it doesn't matter what you identify yourself as, as long as it's not racist or xenophobic or misogynist or bigotry, bigot, a bigot, a, bi a, a racist, a misogynist, a xenophobic person, a bigot. If you're not any of those things, I don't care what your identity is. That's just my my philosophy so um yeah to, so thank you for the for jana mock thank you for existing uh, all right the next song i'll be um playing for you um is by one of my favorite artists working today she's from my hometown and that's her h-e-r 
Um, the song I'll be playing for you is, pays tribute to the legendary Lauren Hill. Her song Lost Ones. Um, with both the uh, the uh, lyrical content of the song and also it samples the song. Uh, her underlines and mentions legacy, feminism, female empowerment, uh, independence, fame, deception, topics of which further elaborate uh, Lost Ones. Uh, expressing her love and admiration for Lauren Hill has not only been included in her songs and in interviews. Um, when speaking to Vibe, she noted how she was inspired by multiple artists, um, including Lauren Hill, to be a multi half infinite artist, a multi layered person. Um, she said that she wanted she would wanted to be like Lauren Hill touch woman and be empowering this song is awesome i love this song it's called lost souls but her Confusing self-conscious with self-confidence. Confusing self-conscious with self-confidence. Confusing self-conscious with self-confidence. Confusing self-conscious with self-confidence. So you monogamous but body positive. Post pills you swallowing for a following. What he got to offer? He don't see the kids that he fathering. If you won't bother then, why you respond to them? Careful where you plant them seeds before you water them. Say you empower women, but don't acknowledge them. Feminism, not what you embody in. You false hope, you false positive. Uh, but eat your fruit and drink your water then. Uh, I don't click up, I don't click up. Nah, I don't click up, I don't click up. That's why I don't click up, I don't click up. Hey, I don't click up. I don't click up, cause y'all kiss up. Rep your set, then y'all switch up and don't pick up. But real friends don't ask for favors. Say you betrayed like you supposed to pay them. Cop the White House like you supposed to save them. Ungrateful, wonder how I Kanye them, huh? It's pressure to be an icon, baby. Stressing to be an icon lately, but a lost soul can't lead the people, nah. A lost soul can't lead the people, nah. A lost soul can't lead the people, nah. A lost soul can't lead the people, Confusing the celebrity with your integrity You drink a Hennessy for your therapy Can't get no peace of mind, can't get no serenity But the public ain't the enemy, it's the enemy So, uh, what you gonna leave with your legacy? Uh, it's like we don't believe in longevity uh, I was overseas, it seems that we the only people With dreams of material things uh, Confusing self-conscious with self-confidence Confusing self-conscious with self-confidence Confusing self-conscious with self-confidence We lying to ourselves, that's what the problem is mentioned that the last one I talked talked about, Jenna Monk, uh, was a voice for two different groups, um, the African American community and also the transgender um, LGBTQ community. Um, the last song I talked I played was uh, Lost Souls by her, 
I mentioned she's um, from my hometown of Vallejo, California. And uh, both those uh, infos, little fun facts, uh, have uh, something to do with the next woman I'm about to talk about. Uh, she is also um, a voice for two different, two different groups, so three different groups, I guess, being a woman who is both uh, African-American and of East, uh, Asian descent. Um, she's also from the Bay Area. She is from Oakland, California. She is our vice president now, Kamala Harris. Um, let's see, what do I know about Kamala Harris? She graduated from Howard University. Um, she was a former lawyer who um, created the Back on Track program, which was a re-entry program that gave second chance to nonviolent first-time drug offenders from prison. Um, she was the first female uh, district attorney of San Francisco, became the attorney general of California. And um, well, well, of course she, as of November 2020, she became, no, more than just Senator Kamala Harris, she is now Vice President, became, becoming the first woman and first Black and Asian American to hold the title of Vice President in our country. That's makes me pretty proud to see someone from the town in the White House. That's, I'm really happy about that. Um, okay, so uh, the next song I want to play for you tonight on this playlist it's a very underrated track i don't think uh it's, it's very hidden um the song's called black girl magic by sampa the great featuring nicole gumbai um i don't know how to explain the song so i think uh i'm, I'm gonna play this little little um poem by sampa the great I'm gonna play you the poem that she delivers in the middle of the music video. Then we'll continue on the rest of the song. I've been black since 93. But I understand that it's not just about me. Understand that there's a spirit underneath this skin. Understand that there's a soul that lives within. Soul, glow, from dusk till dawn, from the beginning where we all come from. So somebody tell me why we can't get along. I wrote this psychosis for sisters like me, with skin as dark as the night that shines so effortlessly. I wrote this for my sister, who looks in the mirror and calls out to beauty, who can no longer see her. No one can describe who you are, but you are who you are, who you are, who are you? Magic. Black. Magic.
magic a bitch styling Boom like magic a challenge Poof you need be mining Getting round that losing shot Who my way she back again You will never end a rent We keep multiplying Running through the evidence There's no denying Some be by by the fish It just keep on shining Who that lady got some lip From my mama got the gift We just pour some peace in it At least we keep on trying Hold on my you my love of sports um but i'm gonna talk about another sport i do not know much about though when i think of this sport i think of these two ladies they are sisters the serena and venus williams um they they are true athletes um they are very well decorated with i see red 122 combined career singles titles and a total of nine Olympic medals between the two of them. Um, Serena uh, won 23 Grand Slam titles 
and has won more than $88 million in prize money. Highest paid, the highest paid female athlete. Wow. Um, to truly get these women the true respect that they deserve, I'm going to play this video I found. The story of Serena is well known, but the start of her tennis legend began here in one of the toughest cities in the United States. Compton, California is where she started playing the game at just three years old. The future tennis sensation quickly drew national attention. Nine-year-old Serena Williams is one of the best pre-teen tennis players in the country. Monica Sella, she's a great player and she's number one now. And she's only 16, she's the youngest number one, so I want to make a record just like she did, like be number one in like 15 or something. Open the stand, open the stand, right there, big That's There you go, that's great. Coached by her parents, Serena and older sister Venus soon became the most talked about tennis talents in the country. There have been some other good African-American players, but nothing like two sisters 15 months apart from Compton, tough part of Los Angeles, that were heading towards the top of women's tennis. You think it looks good? When we hit together, we both get so much better because we don't miss. I think it's just not competitive, but it's like to the point where I don't want to mess up because then I'll ruin her practice. I've covered them since they were teenagers. I, I thought they would burn out. I wasn't sure they loved the game that much. I think they had more, the game was imposed on them by their father's dreams. It's a real tribute to both of them. And I think they both learned to love the game. I don't like the way you're holding your weight back. So you're holding your weight back here, and you want, you want your weight to be shifting back that way. Can I show you? Yes. Hit me a couple forehand. Serena's first major title came in 1999, when she won the US Open. It's really big news, especially for African-American tennis, and I'm the first actually black woman to win a, a, the major title since Althea Gibson, that was in 41 years. It's good news for the minorities and just a different group of people. They were very, very young. I mean, Serena winning US Open at uh, 17, and then Venus still a teenager when she won her first couple of majors. The story was just starting to really develop. The sisters' story went on to dominate women's tennis. Combined, they've won 28 singles and 13 doubles titles at Grand Slam tournaments along with four Olympic gold medals. I'm sure everyone knows of the grit, the, uh, the, I guess the terribleness of living in Compton, California. Um, and it is, it's highly said many times how sports and scholarships getting a scholarship in sports is like a gateway to leave to um to a better life and maybe they were pushed into tennis like from their father maybe they didn't they didn't love the sport to start off with but maybe Maybe it was best for their father to do so, to push them into a better life. And they pushed them to be the most successful female, at least to Serena, the most successful female athlete ever, probably. And then the work they did together, 
probably the most decorated siblings in sports. They they probably got the one up on the Mannings. But uh, Serena, Venus, two synonymous names in the sport, in sports in general, of athletes all around the world. Already, um, ooh, the next song I just I just mentioned uh, some siblings in sports. Now we're gonna go on to some siblings in music, cause uh, the next song I'll be playing for you is a song called. Don't Touch My Hair by Solange Knowles. Solange said it, she set the limits to the degree in which she'll compromise her beliefs and identity to satisfy other people in this song. Uh, asking, it seems to me, asking to touch a black woman's hair it is a racial micro, microaggression masquerading as a compliment. That's not me, actually. That's not what I said. In a, war, in a patriarchal white dominant society that denies black women respect, consent, and agency over their own bodies. That's what this song is about. Solange's Don't Touch My Hair can be read as an explicit rejection of this behavior, as a simple establishment of boundaries, or as a powerful statement of personal identity. In a personal essay posted in the month of the track's release, Solange broke down the hostilities she faces when enjoying herself in a predominantly white space. You and your friends have been called the N-word, been approached as prostitutes, and have had your hair touched by a predominantly white bar just around the corner from the same venue. You know that people's spaces are attached every single day. But many will not be able to see it that way. This is Don't Touch My Hair by Solange. Don't touch my hair When it's the feelings I wear Don't touch my soul It's a rhythm I know Don't touch my crown They see the vision I've found Don't touch what's there When it's the feelings I wear They don't understand what it means to me Here is mine. Oops. 
icon when it comes to the civil rights movement here in America. Her name's Rosa Parks, um, a name we all know. Um, and I just want to give the woman her just due, her true respect that she deserves. So I'm going to cut to a video uh, made by the History Channel. And I tried my best on research on all these women. Um, but I want to put it saying the right words. I'm a dummy. And like I said, these women deserve as much respect as they can get. I probably put not that much respect on Serena Williams' name last time. Much more on her sister. I'm sorry about that. But let's, let's give the true uh, icon, Rose Parks, her respect first. Most of us know the inspiring story of Rosa Parks, the African-American civil rights activist who refused to give up her seat on a segregated bus in Montgomery, Alabama in 1955. The bus boycott spurred by Parks' arrest would help bring down the racist laws of the Jim Crow South and turn a young preacher named Martin Luther King Jr. into the country's best-known civil rights leader. But we bet you didn't know that the story behind the bus boycott isn't quite as simple as it might seem. 
To start with, Rosa Parks wasn't the first black woman to resist bus segregation in Montgomery. In fact, several different women had been arrested for the same offense in the last 12 months. One of them was 15-year-old Claudette Colvin. On March 2nd, 1955, she was riding the bus home from high school when the driver demanded she give up her seat for a white woman. After Colvin refused, police officers arrived on the scene and dragged her off the bus in handcuffs. Claudette Colvin would go on to become one of four black female plaintiffs in Browder versus Gale, the Supreme Court case that would effectively end bus segregation. As a longtime volunteer in the Montgomery chapter of the NAACP and secretary to its president, Rosa Parks advised and supported Colvin. She knew that local black leaders had been thinking about how to confront bus segregation in Montgomery for years before 1955. She also knew they were looking for a test case, an upstanding citizen they could rally the community around. But Parks certainly didn't plan on becoming that test case herself until December 1st, 1955. At the wheel of the Cleveland Avenue bus that day was James Blake, the very same driver who had ordered Parks off his bus after a confrontation 12 years earlier. Parks was sitting in the middle section of the bus when Blake told her and three other black riders to stand up so that one white man could sit. The three other black riders moved, but she refused. Some people have said Parks was simply too exhausted from working a long day to move to the back of the bus, but she said later she wasn't physically tired, just tired of giving in to Jim Crow. The real story behind the Montgomery bus boycott may not be as simple as the myth, but it is no less powerful. The courageous resistance of Rosa Parks, Claudette Colvin, and other ordinary women became the life force of the civil rights movement. The next song I'll be playing is also by an old sister, the Queen Bay herself, Beyonce. Uh, the song was released as a nonprofit charity single. Um, was re released surprisingly on uh, on Juneteenth, June nineteenth. Um, it was released in the week of George Floyd's death and the protests that followed it. The uh, song serves as a celebration of black culture and the support of black activism. Um, all proceeds from the song uh, went to benefit Bay Goods, um, the Black Business Impact Fund, which has since helped nearly 250 black-owned small businesses in need. An online directory of black-owned small businesses called Black Parade Route was launched alongside the single's release. The song was later used in the end credits in Beyonce's film, Black is King, and included in the accompanying deluxe edition of The Lion King, The Gift. Um, the song is nominated for song, uh, song of the Year and Record of the Year, and two other Grammy nominations in this year's Grammys. The song is Black Parade, one of my favorite songs of 2020. Let's go. I'm going back to the south. I'm going back, 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 back. When my roots ain't watered down, growing, growing like a bulb off tree of life on fertile ground. Ancestor put me on game, on charm, on gold chains. With my own 
Shun in a jail. Drop all of me. I'm gonna die. She keep it. Hola, Yona, Stella, Sasha, Nachapa, yes.
the next woman that I'm going to be talking about is a true icon, true star in television and in film. It's Oprah Winfrey. Uh, Oprah was the youngest news anchor and first black female news anchor in the U.S. Uh, she started her own countrywide talk show in 1986 as well. In 86, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for The Color Purple. Um, she has had many success with her production company, Harpo. Uh, one reason why she was so beloved is for her highly revealing honesty. Um, you got to know Oprah um, very well throughout her time as the host of her show. Um, whether it came to her relationships and her past traumas, um, um, she was very revealing with um, how she was molested as a child. Um, got to know a lot about her um, friendships and rela um, relationships at the time. Um, whenever she spoke about them, she was very true to herself. And I think she was very true she was um really inspiring to help other people be true um very big advocate for the uh lgbtq rights um i think she was a big factor in ellen degeneres coming out of the closet um of course uh oprah um creator of the own network that she that's all 100 her creation and uh her talk show was number one number one talk show from 86 to 2011 when she um retired as a talk show host um oprah is the first black female billionaire and also the first fe u.s um first female in america to be a billionaire as well it's nothing that this woman hasn't done she is a true icon and she's a true trendsetter trendsetter whenever um she latched onto something, put her name on anything, um, endorsed anyone. They became a person with status as well. Oprah is a true icon, definitely. Um, the next song, song I want to play for you is pretty iconic as well. Or at least I feel iconic whenever I play it. Um, NPR ranked this song as the 75th greatest song by female or non-binary artist in the 21st century. A song by Jill Scott. It's a song about finding her freedom. She puts it around her neck. She puts it in her car. The way she walks. Even her songs. This song is called Golden by Jill Scott.
The next woman I want to talk about is Harriet Tubman. Um, give this woman true justice. I'm going to show the, throw this to CBS. So all of us know the name Harriet Tubman. But how much do we know about her remarkable road to freedom? Martha Teichner maps it out for us. Harriet Tubman proposed but now on hold as Andrew Jackson's replacement for the $20 bill. What did you learn about her in school? That she ran away from slavery? Then risked her own freedom to free others? One sentence, two if that. Harriet. Playing her was tough and exhilarating. I'm sorry, I'm gonna leave you. A new film starring Cynthia Erivo. I made up my mind, I'm going back. It's meant to flesh out the Wikipedia entry. When trouble comes, you'll be ready. I saw her as a young woman who had a force of will that was almost unbreakable. And she was a superhero because of that. The more you discover about Harriet Tubman, the more you realize she had to be a superhero. I'm gonna be free or die. To pull off exploits, it would be an understatement to say we're daring. These are the only known representations in a photograph that we have. Kate Clifford Larson is Tubman's biographer. This is five feet tall. This is a representation of, of Tubman as a life-size person. On the eastern shore of Maryland, where she was born, the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Visitor Center opened in 2017. This tiny woman who could neither read nor write now has not one, but two national parks dedicated to her story. Would this have looked the way it did when Harriet Tubman was around here? Yes, it would have looked exactly like this. She was born here. Araminta Ross, Minty for short, around 1822. Her parents were enslaved on different plantations. And that far farm on the other side of the river. Hours apart. Minty's life as a slave was horrific. It was uh, brutal, it was cruel. She and her mother were owned by Edward Brodus, who made $60 a year, renting her out, starting when she was six. She talked about how lonely and sad she was when she was separated from her mother and how she would cry herself to sleep at night. And then came the day when she was about 13 that she walked into the Bucktown Village store just as an overseer was trying to catch a runaway. When the overseer picked up one of these store weights, a two pound weight. That's heavy. Yes, and he threw it, intending to hit the young man who was fleeing. But Tubman had stepped back into the doorway and it slammed right into her skull. For the rest of her life, Harriet Tubman had sudden epileptic seizures and visions, she said, were from God. Harriet was her mother's name. Minty began calling herself that when she married John Tubman. In 1849, uh, she escaped from this place. Right here. Right here. A place called Poplar Neck in Caroline County, Maryland. When word reached her that she was going to be sold south. Just look at a map. Imagine Harriet Tubman in her 20s, running away alone, on foot. 
so she would have come to this home. She managed, with the help of the Underground Railroad, to make it a hundred miles to the Pennsylvania border and freedom. But then Tubman went back 13 times over 10 years. Oh, help me cross. Leading more than 70 people to freedom. Oh. Oh. This scene oh. in the film, it really happened. And get this, during the Civil War, she became the first American woman ever to lead troops into battle near Beaufort, South Carolina. They blew up the bridge. They liberated 750 enslaved people off the plantations along that river. And the newspapers at the time wrote about this, this raid, and they credited the raid to the black she-Moses. Harriet Tubman had an amazing Forrest Gump-like ability to be at the center of history. Her friends among its key figures, abolitionists Frederick Douglass and John Brown, Tubman was a passionate campaigner for women's suffrage alongside Susan B. Anthony. She spent the last 50 years of her remarkable life here in Auburn, New York, where William Henry Seward, President Abraham Lincoln's Secretary of State, and his wife Frances offered their friendship and support. She was a regular guest here, social visitor, welcomed here. So we're running the old house kitchen. Jeff Ludwig is education director at the Seward House Museum in Auburn. It was known that Harriet Tubman was looking to place her family somewhere and to plant roots somewhere, to build a home for herself. And so they offer her a piece of land. Seven acres, a black woman, technically a fugitive slave, buying a farm, unheard of. In 1869, she got married again to Nelson Davis, more than 20 years her junior. This is an amazing house. It was one of nine cottages. In her 70s, she opened an old age home for formerly enslaved people and an infirmary, providing free health care to anyone, black or white. She was a lightning rod for change. Karen Vivian Hill heads the Harriet Tubman home. She was the Serena Williams of her time, okay? Bold, bad, black, beautiful. We know she was deeply religious and that she had secret pleasures. Strawberries were her favorite dessert. So we found strawberry seeds all over the property and blue and white china, which is so unlike Harriet for her to have this affection uh, for these very fine things. So who was Harriet Tubman really? This is just the Tubman scrapbook that my, as my mother called it. To Judith Bryant, she was Aunt Harriet. I'm a great, great grand niece. Descended from Harriet's brother, William Henry Stewart. He had two other brothers she rescued from Maryland in 1854. She's got bragging rights, but chooses not to brag. It's my family. People always say, oh, I didn't know you were related to Harriet Tubman. Of course you didn't, but I did. <laughs> we did. She invokes her famous relative, when things go right. We have this expression, I, I do, that's Harriet's working overtime. She's sort of my guardian angel. Tough and resolute to the very end, this was Harriet Tubman, 
the year before she died, in Auburn, on March 10th, 1913. She was 91, or thereabouts. Her funeral was a major event. When you come here, how do you feel? Um, proud. Proud. Harriet Tubman's grave has become a destination, a shrine for visitors in need of a hero. But her epitaph reads simply, servant of God, well done. The next song I want to play is by a woman that I, I and I'm pretty sure mostly everyone knows for screen, uh, for being in movies, but she once was a rapper. The song um, spoke out against the disrespect of women in society, addressing issues of street harassment, domestic violence, and slurs against women in hip hop culture. The song won the 1995 Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance. The song remains her only, um, her like main hit, her biggest hit in the U.S. to date, uh, and it's her only song to reach the top 30 on the Billboard's Hot 100. The song's by Queen Latifah. It's called Unity. U N I T Y. This is my notice of the tool, I'm not taking it no more, I'm not 
woman I would like to talk about is one of the biggest figureheads in American politics of the 2000s, Condoleezza Rice. She was the uh, American diplomat, political scientist, civil servant, and professor who is the current director of the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. She uh, served as the 66th United States Secretary of State from 2005 to 2009 and as 20th United States National Security Advisor from 2001 to 2005. Uh, she was the first female African-American at both of these jobs. Um, and until the election that brought us President of Barack Obama in 2008, she and her predecessor Colin Powell were the highest ranking African-Americans in the history of the federal executive branch in this country. So, thank you. Miss Condoleezza Rice. Um, the next song I'll be playing for you, it's by an artist that I'm for sure is very unknown. Uh, it's a duo. I think they're called Ocean. I think that's how you pronounce it. Spelled O-S-H-E-U-N. I'd call it Ocean. I'm not sure how to say it. But uh, a very slim discography from this duo with only one album, a few singles. The uh, second single they made is a song I'll be playing tonight. Uh, it's probably the biggest, most badass diss track anyone has made on Donald Trump besides FDT. But, yeah, but Donald Trump. This song is called uh, Not My President.
from the Bay Area so uh Bay Area represent um it's a a lifetime of 
political activist and uh, former professor of the University of Santa Cruz. She was a champion for racial equality and women's rights. Uh, that's Angela Davis. Uh, to give this woman true respect, I'm going to play this for you. Angela Davis is a human rights activist, a scholar, and an author. She came to prominence in the late 60s and early 70s during the Black Power era. During that time, she became involved with the prison movement because she was accused of complicity in a murder that took place. And she spent 16 months in jail. And she was already um, concerned about the conditions of prisoners, but as she came to, to know the prisoners and what it was actually like to be a prisoner herself, she gained a lot more um, interest and passion for that movement. The Free Angela button is on display at the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture. What does the button say? The button, Free Angela and All Political Prisoners, that button represents the movement that rose when she was in prison. So and that's one of the reasons that she was ultimately acquitted because this huge movement took place not just in the United States, but internationally. And those buttons were worn by people and there were protests taking place all over the place, including outside of her prison. The last song we playing tonight on this special episode of the Top 10 Radio. Um, it's by a very underrated artist working today. Um, her last album, Legacy Legacy. Fantastic. Um, uh her name is uh, jamelia woods um the song we're playing tonight is from her first album called heaven the uh song is called black girl soldier this song is about um the beauty and strength yet the struggle of being a proud black woman uh, npr ranked this as the number 144 on the greatest songs by a female or non-binary artist of the 21st century uh, this is what NPR had to say. Uh, as crisp and powerful, impactful as the stories they invoke, Jamelia Woods pays tribute to Black female revolutionaries from the Underground Railroad to Black Lives Matter. She eliminates abuse, scientific racism, hashtag Oscar so white, and institutional neglect. Yet, Black Girl Soldier is upbeat and energetic. And tinged with sadness about injustices committed last century or last week, but infused with the beautiful power of those who fought and keep fighting. This is the song Black Girl Soldier.
Mae Jemison's life, excelling in one area has never been enough. Sure, we know her as the first African-American woman in space, but there's so much more that makes Jemison extraordinary. Mae grew up in Chicago, where like most kids, she dreamed of being a fashion designer, archaeologist, or astronaut. She decided at an early age, she would go to space. Astronauts back then were exclusively white and male, but those aboard the USS Enterprise on Star Trek were different, particularly Lieutenant Uhura. And that allowed young May to see someone that looked like her in space. Even as a kid, she was extraordinary. She graduated high school at 16 and went to Stanford. She double majored in chemical engineering and African and Afro-American studies. During her junior year, she had to decide if she should be a doctor or a professional dancer, which were both legitimate options for her. She chose medical school and even worked in a Cambodian refugee camp in Thailand. And she didn't just become a doctor. In 1983, she became the Area Peace Corps Medical Officer for Sierra Leone in Liberia in West Africa. She managed all the health care for the Peace Corps, wrote manuals for self-care, researched rabies with the CDC, and was in charge of medical care for the U.S. Embassy. And she was 27. After two years there, she returned to America and began working as a general practitioner in Los Angeles and took graduate-level engineering classes at the same time. And even then, she was still like, I could do more. So she applied to become an astronaut in 1985 and wasn't deterred when the Challenger exploded the next year. She reapplied and was selected out of 2,000 applicants to train to be an astronaut. And liftoff of Space Shuttle Endeavor. September 12, 1992, Jemison made history when she took off aboard the Endeavor for eight days in space. As a science mission specialist, her job was to conduct experiments on the crew on motion sickness and bone cells. After her big dream was realized, Jemison decided to take it easy. 
as an environmental studies professor at Dartmouth College, starting an educational nonprofit, a science camp, and serving as principal for 100 Year Starship, an initiative working to travel beyond our solar system in the next 100 years. Oh, and in 1993, she guest starred on Star Trek The Next Generation. Jemison has gone back and forth on this whole role model thing. She didn't really want to be the poster child for black female astronauts, but she did want young girls, and the old white men that would hire them someday, to see that your race or gender doesn't limit you. I hope if anyone's listening, you learned about some beautiful, fantastic, inspiring black woman and learned some new songs. Um, I think it's definitely true that the group of people probably most disrespected in our country are, are black women. Yet, they just seem to be some of the strongest. The one, the, the, the more you push them down, I feel like they more, the more they rise up. So, this is, this is for all the black women out there. Okay? I love you. Goodbye.